0: The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors.
1: This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO and PowerPlus, their next-generation broker portal that gives you more speed and control over the process. You can now disclose, lock, and manage your loan seamlessly from start to finish, all in one place. It's another reason why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply.
0: Buying a home is a huge life milestone. It's also one of the most stressful and expensive experiences to go through. And many Gen Z buyers are getting cold feet after signing a contract. Welcome to the principal. I'm Sarah Wolack, staff writer for National Mortgage Professional. On today's show, we'll hear a conversation that I had with Matt Newman, branch manager at U Mortgage. I came across this study that, you know, um, one in five. Gen Zers or Gen Xers and Millennials have said that they backed out of home contracts and really just wanted to talk with a broker about you know some trends mm-hmm. noticed and what you can say about you know these younger generations, um, and I know that like Gen Z is like the most home buyer out of any other generation ever. Like, mm-hmm. have their home contracts be either removed or canceled, um. So I basically wanted to just ask what you as a broker have noticed about these buying habits of, you know, relatively young buyers?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think like all buyers, they're pretty sensitive to the rate and payment. Um, For an example, I had a Gen Gen X buyer. Um, They already owned a primary residence, but we're looking for a second home. And, you know, they were going to do like Airbnb and use it for their family. Um, Pre-approved them a couple of weeks ago. They went out looking, sent them numbers last week went under contract over the weekend and yesterday when I sent them the revised numbers, all of a sudden they were in a panic mode and, and terminated their contract just because the numbers no longer worked. And we've had such a, an increase in a short period of time, even from last week, that um, the number of points they were going to have to pay to get the rate were you know spiked up considerably. So You know, from what I'm seeing is just like any buyer, they're extraordinarily sensitive to the overall cost and and monthly payment um, and interest rate.
0: So were they originally not thinking of these circumstances before? Like, you know, what do you think made them get cold feet all of a sudden?
2: I think they get sticker shock. the, The biggest challenge overall right now is just the speed of change. So we're seeing in the mortgage market, you know, with all the changes we're seeing with the Fed and, and rising rates, and them scaling back quantitative quantitative easing and no longer um, supplementing the market, if you will, we're seeing it's very hard. I think for any buyer, especially the younger generations who aren't accustomed to all of this change, just when they go to get pre-approved and it takes them a while to find something, and then they get excited and find something, and then all of a sudden the numbers are totally different, just because. You know the movement we're seeing in a very compressed period of time, as far as rate increases, is is really unprecedented. Um, normally, we would see these kinds of moves over a year; they, they'd be very slow. Um, so, I think you know when when the numbers shift that much, it either knocks them out of being able to qualify altogether. Um, the biggest challenge I've seen, though, also with Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z, is we've had a housing shortage. So it takes them longer to find the perfect home. Um, so that, again, is is prolonging the home buying process and just giving them more time uh, to have the market change on them. Um, so they could be a lot of times they'll come back to me after we pre-approved them and say, we're not finding anything in our price range. Can we go up? And I'm like, well, rates went up. Actually, I need to lower your pre-approval amount. And that just crushes them and discourages them altogether, because if they couldn't find something at their original pre-approval and they're looking to go the opposite way, the market is pushing them down in that home price that they could afford.
1: Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour www.nemortgageexpo.com.
0: So, what? How do we stop this from happening? Like, what are some ways that you think that we could fix, like, um, you know, or avoid broken contracts? Like, is there really any way to avoid it? Like, how do you think Mm -hmm. other brokers or yourself should like approach it?
2: I think educating them up front and letting them know we have to have more communication between the buyers and the mortgage broker or mortgage, the loan originator, Um, you know, used to be you'd pre approve somebody and then you'd hand them back off to the real estate agent and they'd come back to you when they found the property. I think now almost weekly or even, you know, twice a week, they have to kind of review everything and see where things are at uh, before they go out and write an offer that weekend, because they could write that offer, talk to the mortgage professional on Monday and find out, you know, it wasn't what they thought. Um, And that's when I think you're seeing the terminations is that, you know, we'll pre-approve somebody, we'll stay in contact. They'll kind of go off the radar a little bit because so much time has passed before they found something. And then they, they don't realize that things have shifted. So it's really the communication between, you know, the loan officer and the buyer.
0: Right. And do you think, um, Oh, my God, I just lost my question. it's all right. (laughs) Um, I can't even remember. Oh, do you think that this like trend will continue as, you know, there keeps being this report of like, you know, a looming recession, but we're not calling it a recession, et cetera. Do you think that this will make it, you know, continually harder
2: for these young generations to try and buy houses? I think a recession might make it easier for them because that should mean that rates come back down. And hopefully, you know, I think there's a lag effect. We've seen rates go up, but I think usually when rates go up, like they have, prices come down. So if we do see the prices come down and homes get more affordable, hit a recession, and then we'll see, you know, rates come down, that should help them um, overall. Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: another reason uh, I found a study that they backed out was because, you know, by force, mortgage applications are being declined. Do you have right. any insight for any trends that you've seen around this or why you think it may be mm-hmm. happening and any like
2: prediction for, you know, the future if this will be also um, impacted by the recession? Um, the one concern I have with a recession is that sometimes that means Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac tighten up credit a little bit. So they might you know, revise the, the what it would take to get approved. So if we see a real significant downturn, you know, we could get these adverse market changes where, you know, the lenders basically tighten up their guidelines. So that could make it harder, you know, and we have seen that already. We did see that this spring. And I think that impacted some of these generations that are buying where the, uh, basically the guidelines got a little bit tougher for them. Right.
0: Um, I think that's all the questions I have, but is there anything that else that you wanted to add, you know, just from your experience or expertise or anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to really uh, hammer on?
2: Um, No, I just think communication, you know, really in order to avoid terminated contracts, you know, the buyer, the loan officer and the real estate agent really need to work more closely together now than ever. Um, whether that's a weekly call, just everybody needs to be on the same page. And I think that's when we see the the contracts I've seen terminate were when that communication wasn't uh, you know recurring and consistent. so I think if if people are aware of the changes and everybody's staying up to date on that and working with a local lender or mortgage broker, I, I think that could help avoid that.
0: Well, thank you so much, Matt, for your insight. Yeah. Really, really appreciate it. We'll be right back with your headlines after a brief word from our sponsors.
1: This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to sign up. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply.
0: Here are your headlines for today, December 20th. The CFPB is ordering Wells Fargo to pay $3.7 billion, including $2 billion to pay back 16 million customers. The CFPB is ordering Wells Fargo to pay $3.7 billion, including $2 billion to pay back 16 million customers. The CFPB says Wells Fargo is guilty of a rinse-repeat cycle of violations, including denying borrowers mortgage modifications. Wells Fargo says that this settlement is a key step in fixing those problems. Speaking of the CFPB, two groups of attorneys general want the Supreme Court to take up the case around the agency's budget. So far, 22 Democrats oppose the ruling and 16 Republican AGs have signed on to a brief supporting a Fifth Circuit ruling that the Bureau's budget is unconstitutional. Mortgage applications increased in November, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association, but were still down over 25% from a year earlier. Conventional loans made up nearly 70% of loan applications for November, and the average loan size for new homes was just shy of $400,000. Mortgage applications increased in November, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association, but were still down over 25% from a year earlier. Conventional loans made up nearly 70% of loan applications for November, and the average loan size for new homes was just shy of $400,000.
1: This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by TG Cutamparoar, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by SkyGaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.